1: All right. So we finished all of our guests for 2022. Wahoo, it was a great year. It has been a good year. Lots of great conversations, mm-hmm. great thoughts, mm-hmm. lots of things to take into 2023. Yes. But we're not leaving you hanging.
0: No. So we have a few more weeks left of this year, and we are going to highlight three podcasts that we have been a guest on in these next three weeks. This week, we are sharing an episode of the Flourishing Entrepreneur podcast with Alaya Harris, where we talk about how we handled all that fear and doubt while we built
2: our businesses. Fear never goes away. Fear is that faithful or friend or maybe stalker <laughs> that is omnipresent. You can work through it, you can work around it, but fear is usually a sign that you're about to do something amazing. When you're afraid of that next step, means you're stretching outside of your comfort zone and you're allowing yourself to manifest that bigger dream. And yeah, it can be a little scary. But in today's episode, we talk about working through that fear with veteran entrepreneurs. They've been in this business for 17 years years, Courtney and Dana, and they are a dynamic sister duo based out of North Carolina. We're talking all about how to do it afraid, whether it's $100 or $10,000 that might be on the line, and how to utilize that fear to help you move forward to the
3: next level. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast with Aleah Harris. This is the place where you and your fellow empire-building entrepreneurs come to vanquish the burnout monster and boost your glow and cash flow with energy alignment techniques and -and tried-and-true marketing strategies. Since seven figures won't get itself, hit that subscribe button and never miss out on your chance to skyrocket profits. Tap into your intuition and manifest your dreams. And now, your host, Powerhouse Story Brand Certified Guide, award-winning marketer, bioenergetic business coach, and Japanese whiskey lover, Aleah Harris.
2: Do you ever think that fear, false expectations appearing real might actually be triggering something deeper within you? Are you afraid because you really feel unworthy, that like you don't deserve something? Are you afraid because you feel like you're incapable and you're not really able to move forward? Are you afraid because you're, you're projecting into the future of what might go wrong? All of those things are really natural. I deal with feeling unworthy all the time. Talk about imposter syndrome and general feelings of, you know not being able to do it i get those feelings all the time the difference though between me and someone who had that company one time and then they left it is i keep going with the fear fear is not something that is to be feared you're like oh no i'm afraid that's scary i don't want to be i don't want to be in this place where i feel scared And for me, I don't really either, especially if it's building up lots of anxiety. But if you're in a place where you're feeling a little apprehensive, it could mean that you need to take a look at what's happening because you're not listening to your intuition and it's telling you to go a different way. Or it could also be that you need to take a look at what's happening because you are listening to your intuition. It's telling you to go a certain way, but it's just new and often new things, new business ventures, becoming an entrepreneur for the first time, buying a building, hiring your first person, whatever that is, can feel scary. Just make sure that you're not making fear-based decisions. Fear-based decisions usually end, well, not so well. Fear-based decisions are decisions like I've made of, oh, no, no, I need to market and do all the things because I don't have enough leads and I don't have enough business. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Let's do all the things. And what did that do? Well, my team was burnt out. I was burnt out. Our processes were all over the place because I was constantly launching and moving and growing. And it did make money, but to what end? I was too tired to even be able to enjoy any of the money that we made. So making those fear-based decisions is not necessarily great for the long run. Instead, what would have been a great idea for me to do is to say, okay, I have these feelings. Let me take these feelings and journal about them, talk to my spiritual coach, talk to my friends and family, if that's who is available to me, to process these feelings out, to excavate what I feel like is holding me back, so then I can move forward with making a clearer decision. Don't use the decision to excavate the emotion. Excavate the emotion, explore what It is where it's coming from, separate from the decision that you need to make in the moment because you'll make a clearer decision and you'll be able to tap more confidently into your connection with spirit and God in the universe to be able to make sure you're being led in a decision that truly is for your highest good. If you're having a problem being present in that moment. Meditation is great, but even a quicker thing to do is to just be present with your body. Feel your feet on the floor, feel your butt on the chair, feel your hands touching the side of the chair, feel your back up against the back of the chair. Be present in this moment and allow yourself to ground back in your body in what is truly happening right now, not what could happen, what might happen in the future if you do or do not make a certain decision. Not only are the things that happen in your life because you have either created, promoted, or allowed them, but you are also in charge of that process, that decision-making process, how you make those decisions to create, promote, or allow something in your life. Saying no, saying yes, saying later, right? Saying I need a break, I need a pause. All of those are the process to which you make decisions. You do not need to make decisions based on someone else's timeline or time frame. Always take the time energy that you need to make a clear decision so that fear may still be present, but it is no longer the one driving the decision that you make. Based off of that conversation, today's mantra is, I am aware of, accept, and appreciate my emotions. I am aware of, accept, and appreciate my emotions. Say it with me. I am aware of, accept, and appreciate my emotions. I am aware of, accept, and appreciate my emotions. Only when you're aware of your emotions can you do anything about them. When you accept them and remove judgment and give yourself grace, you're allowed to move more fluidly through them without building up extra and unnecessary karma and hangups that you'll just have to get over later. And when you appreciate your emotions, that's when you help yourself to understand what they truly are telling you emotions are messengers, messengers for deeper things that you need to pay attention to. Where is that fear coming from? What emotion is it? What is the emotion pointing to that you need to resolve so that you can continue to move forward for your highest good? So being aware of accepting and appreciating your emotions allows you not only to be a better business owner, a better entrepreneur, a better empire builder, but a better person because you're sitting there allowing yourself to go through this human experience without judging and putting shoulda, coulda, wouldas all over how you feel inside. Today, we have the utmost pleasure of hearing and having a discussion with Courtney and Dana. And we talk a lot about fear and making decisions and making choices and how you can't do it alone and the best way to make those choices and decisions. These wonderful women have been together for the past 12 years, right? They've built and operated a successful events business in the Raleigh area. Starting off from ordinary, they paved their way by sheer grit and tenacity splash with some therapy and coffee along the way. They are on a mission to inspire others to take the leap into their dreams and empower you, our fellow empire builders, to achieve unimaginable heights in your career. So as we dive in, be sure to just you know, hone in on how they've been making their decisions and see what type of brain gems you can pick up from them as you are making your own. All right, let's dive in.
3: This episode is brought to you by Strategy by Flourish Marketing. Most entrepreneurs are too close to their business to clearly communicate how they add value and stand out from the competition. Sometimes they even struggle to say what they do and offer. If you're confused, then your potential clients are confused and confusion is a profit killer. That's why Flourish Marketing uses StoryBrand as the foundation for our products and services. The story brand framework helps companies understand what their customers are looking for and how to position themselves to get those customers to pay attention. If you'd like help creating clear brand messaging for your marketing collateral, head to www.flourishmarketing.co/strategy and schedule a call today. You have only confusion to lose and money to gain. Visit www.flourishmarketing.co/strategy to get started.
2: Hey, Courtney and Dana, thank you so much for joining us here on the Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast. How are you doing today? We are doing great.
0: Thanks so much for having us. We're so excited about this.
2: I'm so glad that you guys are here. You are our first dynamic duo guest, two for one uh, combination. So I'm very happy that I get the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We are excited to be here. Awesome. So before we dive into some of our questions, our hard-hitting questions here on the Flourishing Entrepreneur podcast, why don't you first tell our listeners who you are and the problem that you solve?
0: The yeah. problem that we solve? What problems do we oh, solve? So many every day. Well, um, we're many Courtney levels. Dana,
1: obviously. Uh, we've been in the hospitality industry for going on 17 years mm-hmm. now. Uh, so we have an event planning company, And a beautiful venue in North Carolina. We also have our own podcast, Hustle and Gather, where we inspire other entrepreneurs and do some consulting and coaching through that. So you have a problem, we can solve it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, on all levels. But yeah, we, um, I think our... I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think the big thing for us is that we we just love this industry. It's, It's such a fun, such a fun industry to be in.
1: Yeah, we like to make sure that all of our clients feel. Uh, yeah, they feel welcome and warm. And I think hospitality is our jam. So making sure that everyone has like an individualized personal experience, whether they are planning with us or getting married at our venue or consulting with us. We're all about um, making it individual and personal mm-hmm. and that customer service aspect. So
2: I love it because you guys have that type of personality as well. I always feel so warm and fuzzy when i get to talk to you so <laughs> i can see that coming through most definitely in your brands so the very first question i have for you ladies is what techniques or tools do you use to avoid burnout and stay in alignment personally and professionally
0: that's a really good question um corney said she's interested to hear my answer yeah. <laughs> so curious um i think that first off for me burnout i i am more susceptible to it i think i am a very tunnel vision person and i have a tendency to go all
1: in all the time and that just is high level burnout so i like to say that dana cannot half-ass anything she's full ass all the time <laughs> no matter what she's doing
0: yes very true so for me uh how i stay in alignment personally and professionally is on my personal level is I, I just, I picked a really great partner. I know that isn't something like a technique or a tool, but for us, it's very much synchronizing our calendars on Sunday nights. Um, understanding, I tell him, these are like my high stressors. This is where I really need you to pull double weight. Um, I need you to do dinner X amount. I need to take kids on this, on this day. And, and he does the same for me. So For us, it's because the worst, the hardest thing is coming home and like, oh, I thought you had dinner. I thought you had the kids. It's like, and just not, it just leads to more conflict, which is just more exhausting and whatnot. So personally, it's having- Especially
2: the, I thought you had the kids, because if you don't have them and I don't have them, where are the children? That
0: was literally us the other week. I was like,
2: who's picking up Ada from
0: basketball? I thought you were. I thought you were. And I was like, I mean, I can, but yeah. So Definitely. But um, just having those, uh, we call them like uh, state of the unions, right, of every single Sunday. This is exactly what's going on this week. Um, professionally, I honestly, I punted to Courtney. I know that's like not the best answer, but like I'm like, hey, I can't do this. This is too much. My plate's too full. I need you to like, this is flowing over and it's stressing me out. I need you to do this and, and get this done for me or, or whatever. So I know not everybody is a in a partnership with their solopreneurs. But to me, what I always give advice to my solopreneur friends is find that person that can either recenter you or that whether it's even that virtual assistant that you can hire for a couple hours or something that you can offload some of that onto your plate and get rid of that thing that's just weighing you down.
2: Yeah, um, I love this question. And Courtney, how does that make you feel? Like how does how does that work for your burnout cycle? <laughs>
1: It's interesting, because I don't—I really, really don't have a lot of burnout, because yeah. I don't actually feel stressed, like mentally, like, I don't know that I'm stressed until my body's like, you're stressed, actually. So there's, I can take a lot. Um, that doesn't mean that I do a lot, but I can definitely take a lot and process a lot. Um, but I think that for me, avoiding burnout and staying in alignment is stacking my team and structuring the environment around me that keeps me in that creative space. Because for me personally, I am the ideas girl, right? Like I need to be moving on to that next thing. I need to feel like I have the freedom to explore what it is that I have to do next, right? Whether that's like starting a podcast or like one of our newest ventures um, this particular semester is we are adjunct professors at Meredith and we're teaching the HOS 320 course, which everyone's like, oh my God, how do you fit that in your schedule? It is so life-giving, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like I come back from teaching the class and I am energized. Like I'm ready to, I'm a better mom. I'm ready to like conquer and do things. Whereas you would think time-wise, it doesn't make logical sense, right? I should be more tired. I've exhausted more of my resources, but when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you have that freedom to explore uh, those growth opportunities, it can really be life-giving and actually like pump in more life to those things that have become mundane and that have become difficult. Um, so I think being able to structure yourself in a way that allows you to stay in that creative vein, I think is really important for um, hospitality or entrepreneurs in general. Cause I, I don't think, I think everyone who goes into some journey or, some version of entrepreneurship is creative right Mm -hmm. like that was a creative thing like you created something from nothing it's semi-spiritual right and you have to be able to stay in that creative space and continue to have that business grow and thrive and feed you right just like you feed it so i think that's probably how i stay avoid burnout and stay in alignment professionally Uh, personally i'm a big uh yoga meditator like i will close myself in my room for an hour do meditation, work through yoga. Uh, A lot of my inspiration and thoughts come during that time, a lot of my great ideas. uh, So much to Dana Chagrin, probably, but I have to get into that quiet mindset and be able to listen to my body. And it really helps with all the things like sleeping and um, processing. And then when if I'm like really stressed out, like if I'm really I know that my week is going to require a lot of me. And and I hate this. Like, I really hate this about myself, but I don't drink during the week. Then like, I just don't have any alcohol. It like helps with my sleeping and my ability to focus. And it really allows me to be so productive. And I really wish it didn't have that effect on me. (laughs) I really wish that I could have a cocktail and be productive, but it's just not the case. So that's definitely a tip that I would give. Like, if you're just like, Given it all, you have so much to do. Like, don't hinder yourself. And I'm pro-drinking. Like, please. Like, I'm I'm a cocktail connoisseur.
2: I am pro drinking. <laughs> Everyone, here's a cocktail for yeah. you and a cocktail for you, my friend. Pro drinking. Right. I understand it's the same. Absolutely. But I wake up feeling like like groggy and then you're you're bloated and you're inflamed. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. I, I definitely understand right now. It was time, fine in, in like my twenties and
1: thirties. You turn forty and it's not fine.
2: Exactly. I don't know. I'm in my thirties. It's, 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 it's not, an age not thing. Not fine. Yeah. It's not not not. <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I right now are in the um, the middle of a like a clean eating January where it's no alcohol, mm. and he started buying pomegranate juice. And drinking it from a wine glass in the evening, just to get the feeling, like yeah. emotional trigger of this is going to make me relaxed. I am now relaxed. Thank you, pomegranate juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, i was like, I know. I think that you probably That's don't awesome. want to like train yourself like that, but whatever whatever works for you. I can't judge because I'm sitting there. We have a yeah, I know, bar I know. in our house. I'm sitting there looking at the whiskey like, girl, you looking good today. Good today. I know. As you, as you do every day. As right? you do every day. You just don't have to take a day off Wait, from looking back <laughs> That's right, you do <laughs> So you guys have been in doing this for 17 years. Clearly, other people see your greatness, your adjunct professors. You have incredible knowledge in the area of business ownership and hospitality. So what are three pro tips from your areas, areas, plural, of expertise that, you, that will help our empire builders scale their businesses while enjoying their entrepreneurial journey?
0: I think our biggest thing is don't be afraid to build a team. Um, that is our, that is when not only were you able to really enjoy being an entrepreneur, but we saw our business flourish to like levels we never thought it would get to. And a lot of that was because we were able to really focus on what we did well, right? We were, we, we had the vision, we had the drive, we had the networking, the connections. It's what we love to do. But when you're stuck in the middle of your business, you don't have time to do that anymore. And so, I think number one, I would say is don't be afraid to build that team. And we are huge. We've done it every single way. We've done it. Contract employees, we've done W2s, we've done, part time. Know, right. We've done it all and it all, it, we just got what we needed and we made, we made it work and it
2: is, it was life-changing for us. Yeah. On that mm-hmm. topic, how do you decide? This is a that. big question. How do you decide when to hire a contractor, mm-hmm. when to hire a full-time person, and when to hire a part- time person? How have you made those decisions? So,
0: I mean, I think it depends on like what what you need. I think it depends on who you are also. For us, there were certain positions. like I was okay where I didn't have to see their I'd, I'd have to see them every single day. so a contract employee made a little bit more sense but like when it comes to our venue for us, like a W2 employee is I want to see their, I want to see them in their chair, working at their desk, you know, um, and it was just in the way I wanted to manage them. I needed them to be there. And so that made more sense for a W2. Whereas for our planning company, I don't necessarily need to see them every day. I don't need to see them every quarter. I just need to see that they're producing these beautiful events and whatnot, and they can kind of make their own schedule. So I think it's partially who you are as a manager um, I think it's also partly as to what you need. Um, sometimes what you need isn't a full-time person. Sometimes what you need is just someone to step in and and help
2: for a few hours here or there. That makes total sense. Okay, hit me with tip number two.
1: Yeah, I think that tip number two is a little more uh, woo-woo. I guess is surprise, surprise. Oh, stop. <laughs>
2: I love it. Here, give (laughs) me all the woo, Courtney.
1: (laughs) What I was going to say is, don't wait until you're unafraid to make those big Mm -hmm. moves. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's never going to go away. Like 17 years later, we are actually in the middle of hiring a new full-time person for um, C and D Events, our planning company, and there was so much talk back and forth and so much fear still on this level like we're taking a risk we're taking it from the bottom line. like what if this happens what if this happens what if this happens it never goes away you have to learn how to manage it Mm -hmm. how to function in it how Mm -hmm. to use your brain and get out of that emotional space and make what the decision that makes sense Mm -hmm. even if it's the scary decision so i can definitely attest to the fact that 17 years later it's not any less scary right I have a lot of faith in my ability to work through like, oh, if I made a mistake or maybe that was a bad decision, I know that I'm going to get to the other side of it. But before I make those decisions, I don't feel any less afraid, right? Mm -hmm. I just learn to work within that fear and see it for what it is and make decisions that make sense for my business.
2: I think that's so wise. And I mean, girl, we're just hitting the, woo ice, the tip of that woo iceberg with that. Because, you know, fear is often- oh, it's oh, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> go deep. Go deep. Make it profound. It's um, mm-hmm. so funny. Side note. A <laughs> little bit unrelated. You know when people are like, ooh, that's deep. And it's like never is. Right? They're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm, yes. You're so yeah. insightful. And they're like, and the sky is blue. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 but that really was profound. I think that yes. when people are starting their businesses, they're, they're doing it uh, afraid. If any newbie business owner says, no, i got this. I'm not scared ever at all. They're probably, something might be off with them. You should um, run because that's mm-hmm. just not, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. then they're thinking, but once I hit whatever they think is some magical number or magical stage, magical point, the fear will go away. I'll never be scared because I'll have mm. exactly everything that I need. And stability will just be just I could take it for granted. And we're just gonna be so stable. And here you are, seventeen right. years old, being like, nah, girl, let me bust that bubble for you right quick. That is not gonna happen. And I think that those bubbles needed to be busted <laughs> because
1: <laughs> It's true. Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit six figures. I'm gonna hit multiple six figures. When I hit seven figures, I'm gonna be. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. There is still the fear, you're mm-hmm. still making big decisions. Now your mistakes are just even bigger.
2: You know? Yeah, you're, you're talking
1: about even bigger dollars. So,
2: yeah. I know. Before you it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, should I spend a hundred dollars? Now I'm like, if I spend ten thousand dollars on that, I just don't know. But it's still it's the same thing. The emotion mm-hmm. behind it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Things just just feel slightly different. And then I would rather people know what you're telling them. Listen to Courtney, folks. Listen to Courtney. Know that fear is going to be there. So don't spend the next 10 years trying to run away from fear. Spend the next 10 years in your business Mm -hmm. trying to do what she said. Manage it. Learn it. Work with it so that you can just accept it as part of your life Mm -hmm. and move on.
0: Yeah, we interviewed um, this wonderful writer, Bethany Howard, and she said that she takes her fear and she puts it and she puts it, brings it with her. Like it's not driving the car. It may be sitting in the front seat, but it's not making the decisions. Mm-hmm. And I loved that analogy that it's very much like, yeah, it's never going to go away. It's part of who you are. It's it, you can't just like leave it on the side of the road.
2: You do have to bring it with you, but you also
0: can't let it make your decisions. You can't let it drive
2: every single thing that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you guys ready to give me my juicy third tip?
1: I'm assuming this is punning to Dana here. (laughs) I mean, I, my,
2: I mean, maybe we
0: have three and four, but my third tip that I really, I actually really believe in. And I, I believe this so much more strongly after the past two years is I, you, you cannot do this alone, right? You cannot scale. You cannot be an entrepreneur by yourself. And yes, I have a partner or whatnot, but we also have what we call like our board of directors that are really close entrepreneur friends that when we're, we're trying to decide is this the best move? Is this something that we think is a good idea? Like we're going to go to those people that we trust, that we, that we value their opinion, we value their business prowess. And we're going to say, what do you think about this? And, and allow them to walk through that journey with us. Because I think part of being an entrepreneur, it kind of goes back to like where that, you're afraid to make those mistakes and it can be very paralyzing. And sometimes you never move, you never scale, you never go outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes you need that person to push you, right? And and when you're stuck in that bubble of like, I can't grow, I can't move, it is so isolating and it is so lonely. And it sucks the joy straight out of you because you have no one, you have no one to talk to, no one to commiserate with. So for us, it's definitely like expanding our circle, which is really hard for us because we rely on each other all the time. Like we can like we can stay in our bubble very, very, very easily and not ever get out of it. Right. But that's not what's best for our business. And that's not what's best for us.
1: And that could be like someone you know. It could be a a business that you admire. It could be a mentor. It could be a coach that you hire. Right. Like it doesn't have to necessarily just be like the person, you know, in the building next door or something or some Kismet thing that happened. Like you have to actively seek out those people. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. And it feels a little awkward in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. You're like, so would you like to speak into my business and my life so I can become a millionaire? Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little awkward, but that I had those conversations with my business coach, with some of my colleagues and Yes, that one moment of awkwardness has sometimes made me best friends, made me thousands of dollars, avoided wasting thousands of dollars, right? gotten me work-life balance when I wouldn't have been able to Mm -hmm. get it before because I couldn't see what the heck I was doing, couldn't see the forest from the trees. So it might be a little awkward to build that board of directors, but when you have them, they're invaluable. Mm -hmm. I love that. It takes a village to raise a business or a baby. Takes a village.
0: That's
2: That's right. So
3: puppy
1: around here. Yes.
2: We have office puppies here lately. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanna talk about right now this whole concept that People assume when they hear that you've been in business for 17 years that it's probably, yeah, maybe there's been some little ups, little downs, but it must be easy for you. You found some hidden truth in a Mayan temple somewhere that no one else had discovered and you were able to apply it to your business, right? And you're keeping it secret and... Unfortunately, we, we all know that that's not the case. but to newbie business owners, those who are trying to hit their first six figures, for example, that's what it can seem like when they look at business bosses like you two and they're like, oh, well, of course, Courtney and Dana can do it, but they're Courtney and Dana, who am I? So I would love for you to think back 16 years back, back in the time. And Mm -hmm. think about that one piece of advice you would give your past self about a year after starting your business Mm -hmm. that maybe is not a secret that was unearthed in a Mayan temple, but could still help you streamline that process to get a little bit further, faster, with less stress, with more money, anything like that. Network.
1: I could go back. 16 years it would be networking like we did not believe in it didn't think we need to do it it wasn't until we had the pressure of a business loan for the Bradford on our back so we even started really networking in a real sort of way and then at that point we were like oh my god we have been missing out for the last like seven or eight years mm-hmm. on growth that could have been had so I think getting yourself out there, networking, making sure you're putting your business in front of other like-minded businesses and individuals and making those relationships because you can be the best at whatever it is that you do. You could be the best planner and you could be the best marketer and you can be the best venue. And if nobody knows about it, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So getting out there and making those relationships I think are really what make
2: businesses. I mean, you guys have done Dana, this. Do you have something else that was a magic bullet? I mean, before we wait, before hold on, Dana, before you talk about your if you have another magic bullet, can you lean into the networking piece? Because you are a member of NACE and have really leveraged that community for the National Association um, of Catering and Events. Can you talk a little bit about how things like that have uplifted your entrepreneurial experience, being, being a joiner. I'm a joiner too. So it is not an insult. I'm a big, fat joiner. So what has that done for you?
0: It's a, a really good question. And I think to, to Courtney's point, uh, you know, we have Mason Ilya here and, and I remember just like, Oh, why are you paying this money? And then you have to pay for the meetings again. Like this just seems so silly. And so we actually joined in 2015 or 2000, 2016 is when we joined. And um, and I remember my first meeting and I was like, wow, these are like some pretty cool people. Like, and it's not like they actually know what they're talking about. Because I think I had this fear that I was just going to be around like, non-professionals. I don't know why, but that was my thought. And then and we planned we planned that meeting. They were like, hey, we want you to plan this meeting. But to do it, you have to become a member. And I was like, well, that seems sneaky, but OK, <laughs> like we'll do it, whatever. And uh, we did it. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad that they like forced our hand to do it. But, um, and then we were hooked. And I think that year they had really amazing programming. Um, and so I wasn't, I, I honestly, I was like, networking's great. But what it did is it changed, like the speakers they brought in changed the way I thought about my business. And so they radically changed our processes, how we did things. It made me like be more confident who, who I was because they were affirming me at these, at these meetings. Right. And then I got involved on the board and then the rest is pretty much history, but we believe so firmly in it. And I think it wasn't until we went to experience, I think 2018 experience, where I realized your network doesn't even have to be local. Like I didn't get that. I was like, why am I going to network with a person in California or a person in New York? That's not going to serve my business, but it serves your business. Like it, it has brought people like, oh, my friend is so and so, and they met you, and they said you were an amazing planner, and we're getting married in eight. Like just these like random ass connections that happen just from knowing a ton of people, right? Um, and and I, it just, it was, I don't know, it's it's literally the biggest. Money maker of our biz- of our business is referral based, and it comes from from that networking. And and I love NACE. I mean, I have drank the Kool Aid. I just stepped down. As, I mean, I was president. She serves the
1: Kool Aid now. I know.
0: I was president for two years, so I'm now my IPP, my local chapter. I'm the CLC vice chair. Like, I mean, I am like, I'm in it. So um, take that with a grain of salt, but it's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the group. I love the people, but it's it's definitely worth it.
2: I'm just glad that you said that because a lot of the times you hit on so many of the points of like clients and and um, folks in, in our memberships talk about like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to put myself out there because you do what I do and you're going to steal all my ideas um, or you're going to, you know, outprice me or underprice me. And it's like, mm, no. We need each other, even if you guys do exactly the same thing in the exactly the same Mm -hmm. town, because you do it differently. You have different businesses, and you can be there to support each other, to refer each other. So I'm so glad that you said that, and you hit on the power of networking Mm -hmm. locally and nationally. That's huge, so huge. So, my friends, Mm -hmm. at this point in time, We've gotten to one of my favorite parts of the episode, which is the journal prompt question. The journal prompt question for all you lovely listeners out there on the airwaves is the question that you can take back and answer yourself in your journal as you're doing some reflection after you listen to this episode and all of the information that Courtney and Dana are providing for you. So, Courtney and Dana, are you ready for your journal prompt question? I think we are. Let's do this thing. What is your today self doing to help out your future self? Or what are you doing to sabotage your future self?
1: Love that question. (laughs) I think about that often. I thought about that today while I was getting laser hair removal done on my leg. And it's very, very painful. And I was thinking my future self in July is going to love me, but my current self is not liking it because I'm paying for this and it's painful. But it just made me think about that. Like, look, I'm setting myself up for the future. This Today's Courtney's taken one for the team, right? Your
0: team, no one else's team. Maybe I'm just giving team. you an example, a very
1: <laughs> tangible example of today. Yeah. How my current self was helping my future self. Oh, my current self wasn't happy about it sometimes. I love it.
2: I've had my well, on a little here. deeper level. Know, um, <laughs> at no point in time was my current self happy. It's I know. Mine either. Oh, what about you, Dana? Anything? And I'm sure that is the direction you meant for this question. <laughs>
3: obviously,
0: yeah. Obviously. I um, mine is probably a little, yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit more woo-woo, I guess you could say it. Um, but I would say that my I, I think it's more the way I sabotage is probably a better one. Not to get into like how I'm myself, but how am I sabotaging myself? And I think it is me telling myself myself that I'm not worth my time, right? So I, I tend to talk myself out of spending the time to uh, take those extra five minutes in the morning to meditate, or I don't deserve the time to take a quick shower, right? Or I don't deserve the time to sit in the bed and snuggle with my kid for 10 minutes because and, and they still ask, they still ask me to do it. They still say, mama, come snuggle. And I'm like, I don't have time. Like, I don't have the time. And I think for me, what it does is it robs me of so much like joy and it robs me of so much um, satisfaction in life. And I I steal from myself at the end of the day. And so then I get into these periods of like, I can never do anything for myself. Like I'm so tired. I'm so burnt out. I'm so, 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 so. And it's because I mean, I've done it to myself because I've stolen from me
2: essentially. Yeah, that's really insightful. You saying that you're stealing from yourself, that future self that w- will look back, you know, as your kids are in their 30s and you're like, gosh, they definitely don't want to snuggle now. Right. So it's about totally. Being I know. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. really appreciate. And
3: I, the- I
1: think. Oh. Oh, I was going to give you a real answer. Oh, <laughs> I was giving yeah, you an I'm example of, of like one. what I was thinking today in terms of that question. Oh, you were? Okay.
2: <laughs> if you want to leave it at that, we can. I'll take whatever you want to <laughs> give me, girl. You can give me whatever you want. Nick?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, um, in terms of just uh, business wise, I think making sure and like getting back to kind of some of the first things that we were talking about. Like investing in those people that are around you, like invest, like put the investment in now to build that amazing team. And whether that is that 1099, that virtual assistant, those people that are supporting you, that are allowing you to really forward think and future cast and stay on that trajectory that you have for yourself. Right. And and be that support. For you, I think is super important. So even though it can seem really painful and scary right now, like making that investment in your business and really in yourself and in your future business will really pay dividends later on.
2: I love that. I love both of the answers that you gave. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I, love, I actually love everything that you ladies have said. It's so awesome to hear, hear your perspective of being in business for so long, still, you know, moving through, building your empires, building your lives. And it's truly inspirational, not only for me, but for everyone listening. So thank you so much for being on. Before we go, I have one final question for you. This should be super easy to answer. Tell the listeners who you um, are online. Where can they find you? Where are those locations where they can look you up? Well,
0: we live mostly on the Instagram. Um, we have uh, if you want to our planning company is at C and D events. Our venue is at the Bradford and C and then our podcast and uh, where we do ridiculous reels all the time is at Hustle and Gather, and that's a, a way to connect with us um, on any of those platforms.
2: Wonderful, and I encourage everyone to do so. They have some great content out there, including those reels. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) me today. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank Thank you so so much for
0: having us.
3: This episode is brought to you by Own It, the energy-centered monthly membership program you need to build your thriving six-figure empire in 12 months without feeling burned out, overwhelmed, or lost. After having reached six figures in five months, Alea created Own It, because she discovered the only way to leave a legacy of abundance is to own your business instead of it owning you. Ditch the guesswork and hustle mentality that lead to daunting 18-hour days, missed family dinners, and stress-induced rashes. In Own It, you will join a supportive community of your fellow empire builders to take a holistic, step-by-step approach to craft a flourishing business and life via proven marketing frameworks, money-making business strategy, and centering alignment techniques. To join, head over to www.flourishmarketing.co slash own-it. Your life has a greater purpose beyond the struggle. Join Own It today at www.flourishmarketing.co slash own-it.
2: So, so, so many great things, right? My goodness, Courtney and Dana were just hitting it. Boom, 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 boom. One right after the other. They've talked about how tunnel vision has caused burnout. I loved it. And Courtney said that Dana can't half-ass anything. She does it full-ass all the time. And that causes burnout. I love also how Dana talked about picking a great partner in their Sunday night sinks, their states of the union. That's super important to make sure that your household is running on track and you feel supported. They talked about cutting out booze and not being afraid to build a team. They also answered the question that a lot of our listeners have, which is when do I hire a contractor versus when do I get an employee? One of my favorite things that they talked about is networking being key and making sure that you don't do it alone. Here at Flourish Marketing, we have lots of ways for you to network and build community with us. And my favorite right now is Own It, our 12-month membership designed to help you feel like you are owning your business instead of it owning you so you can enjoy your entrepreneurial journey and hit that six figures while you're at it. To learn more about Own It and the Own It community and the membership and the education, make sure to go to flourishmarketing.co slash own dash it. And if you're wondering, okay, so where I'm right in the beginning. How do I spend my money? What do I need to do? What investments do I need to make in order to build this business? What choices do I need to make? Because I'm full of fear right now and I'm uh, noticing my emotions. I'm appreciating my emotions. I hear the mantra, Alea, but I need some help. Then you can download our free business building essentials guide, the top five things that you need to invest in so that you can grow your six-figure empire, you can download that at www.flourishmarketing.co slash invest. Well, my beautiful empire builder, today we are done. <laughs> but you can make sure to listen to us here on the Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast. We drop an episode every single Wednesday. Until next time, my name is Alaya Harris. This is the Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast, and I will see you soon. Love and light.
3: Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flourishing Entrepreneur Podcast with Alaya Harris. Dive into the show notes at www.flourishmarketing.co slash podcast and connect with Alea at Flourishing Entrepreneur on Instagram. Vibing with what you hear? Leave a five star review to spread the love and be sure to click subscribe. From the entire Flourish Marketing team, we wish you love, light, and abundance. See you next time.